What's going on? Welcome to the No Mongo Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding. And my name is Rick Beta. You can email the show, nomongopodcast at gmail.com, or you can follow along on social media at Rick Beta. That's R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A. Either way, I appreciate you tuning in. And I hope you're having a fantastic, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever day you're listening on. Today, <clears throat> I'm recording on Monday. I was able to sneak out for an early morning session today. Yeah, my wife was off, off work, and she was like, if you want to. And I was like, yes. <laughs> she was like, wait, let me finish sins. I was like, yes, no, yes, yes. If you want to go skate for a bit. And now I'm like, of course, I want to go. I want to do that. Hell yeah. So she was able to stay home and play, you know, teacher's assistant. Normally, I, I do that during the week. Love doing it, you know, hanging out with my kids and all that. But when this guy, I'm pointing to me, to myself, gets a chance to head out and skate during the week, I take full advantage of that. And I forgot how nice it is. There's less people around. I mean, the weather's finally, it's it's at a nice temperature. There's not that much smoke now. So needless to say, I mean, I'll be a little bit sore tomorrow. Took a took an L on a couple of uh, tricks. But, hey, you know, that's part of the game. But. I wanted to start off with talking a little bit about Santa Cruz today. Santa Cruz Skateboards, to be exact. They released a screaming vlog, number six. It did not disappoint. You know, we got to see some of the AMs tear it up with the OGs, right? Eric Dressen, Steve Alba. And they got things started early for their session. Kind of like, well, I got out, I was around 9.30, 10 this morning, but not 8. They were out at 8 a.m., to be exact. I was like... I was asking myself, who skates pools before like 930? You know, Salbo and Dressen do, you know, that's, and they were jamming in that pool. I mean, at times it was so like difficult for my brain to catch up with what I was seeing, especially with Dressen, actually both of them, Salbo too, man, damn. But Dressen, he was flying by going so fast. So if you haven't seen it yet, I, I advise you watching on a smaller screen. Because you'll get whiplash trying to keep up on a, on a big screen. But <laughs> I was... <laughs> oh, see, I'm already laughing. I was cracking up. Teammate, teammate, or team manager, I should say. Not teammate. Technically teammate. Team manager Eric's pep talk with Eric Dressen. I bet you can't guess what the main motivation was or what the, the, the whole driving force they said. If, <laughs> if you said Tiger... <laughs> You're right, is where I'm going with this, but I want to, I want to quote this. His, <laughs> he said, quote, your motivation, you're a tiger. And he went, Rawr! you know, gave Eric Dressen a great example. <laughs> and then Eric Dressen returned with his, Rawr! you know, not a capital R-O-A-R. It was a roar, but, you know, if you haven't seen the video yet, just imagine, like, one of the most furious roars of all time and then you know something out of like a movie and then you picture eric dressens you know it's like but he was you know i always took him more for like a lion but he could pull off a tiger pretty well (laughs) oh that was a classic go classic eric dressen so bravo man he did indeed attack the coping like just the hand gesture too you got to see it's you got to see it can't explain it on a podcast Dude was scary with that that roar. Scary. And, of course, speaking of, like, attacking, Brian O'Dwyer, he was on a mission to, like, get a super-dipped backsmith over the shallow end slash stairs, and he almost took out the whole camera crew in the process. Like, 
shots to the chest, shots to the head, shots to the camera. Everyone in his path, he just, boo, get out of my way. And his face at 410 says it all. Whoops. <laughs> He's like, my bad. <laughs> and, and, they, and they did get what I thought was like a perfect shot of that Smith. It was dipped, 433 is to be exact, if you pause it right there. That one would have worked for me, but I guess it wasn't good enough. I mean, maybe it was too blurry, you know, or out of focus in both. And either way, it's, it was getting to the point where it wasn't worth it, like, for the whole team. But, you know, he didn't have to take the, – the, the camera guy didn't take too many L's as well, so is what I'm saying. He, they got – I'm assuming they got that pick. I'm sure we'll see it one day. <clears throat> Hopefully we do. That'd be cool. And then you add in Emmanuel Guzman's back lip to Revert on the same spot, going the other way because he's regular. That was so insane too. I mean, it's it's so gnarly for one. And I mean, shallow ends are steep. Depending on the pool, if you've skated a pool, you know what I'm talking about. It's not the easiest. Like the 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 deep ends easier. I mean, it's scarier, but shallow ends are hard to get stuff done. So I still don't know how he did that. <laughs> and I bet the the folks over at Jenkum were excited, especially CK, to see Salba if they if they did watch this. Salba was stretching for before his session. Oh yeah. Salba took heat or he that was part of his regimen, you know. And I think well, I think he's been training for years, right? But you know, but, but I do have to say maybe they could add one to their list. So CK, you could add this to your list. No longer seven, but add, include push ups. Sabo was doing push-ups, and he, he did pretty well in those push-ups, too. I mean, what, that dude's in his 50s, early 50s. So number eight, do push-ups. Do them before your session, and you will truly look like an OG. It makes you say bye to everyone on the way out. If you guys know what I'm talking about, listen to last week's episode, and you'll know what I'm, exactly I'm talking about. But And also, be sure to bounce after 20 minutes. You'll thank me later. I do have to say, though, that, that Brian, he did steal the show. Yes, he was hitting, you know, cameraman and stuff with his dipped backside Smith, but his he did a a backside tailside drop in. So cool. And if if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about, but that was so cool to see and it's so hard to do because he was doing them backside. How in the hell did he do them that long and drop in? I mean, I could I might get like a frontside in or two. It's just easier. I'm better going that direction. Man, that was crazy. So it's, and just to think, I mean, he, he was sliding so far, so good. So, however, though, however, there's a twist to this. After his drop in, he was messing around trying to do backside errors. I think he tried a couple bonuses too, but he wasn't able to get the make. So Salba decided to chime in, you know, with his pool, you know, quote unquote IQ, you know. And basically pinpoint the exact position, you know, specifically where Brian needed to drop in and approach, you know, maybe get that make. He did that. He took it down to the exact tile. Even left him a little marker, okay? But, there's a but. And, of course, as anyone, you know, getting advice from a living legend, you listen, right? You take it all in, you nod, you throw down your board, you go for another attempt. It was on. But, I think Brian, I mean, he was so determined as he took like another lap around the pool, I think he focused mostly on the marker and proceeded to just get smoked on that next attempt. And it happened to be when Salvo was walking away. You know, Salvo was, all right, cool, you got this. 
<laughs> but it got everyone's attention. It's like, oh boy. So tailbone plus pool coping equals Brian O'Dwyer. That one was tough to see. And that hurt that hurt so much. Like maybe the next day. I mean, you're running on adrenaline that day anyway, but oh, that was brutal. But Sal was like, oh no, here's where you go. All right, cool. I'm gonna try it. Oh, yeah. Smoked. But all in all, I mean, this was a very like refreshing video for me. It came at a perfect time during the week. Because I feel like I don't watch enough pool and vert footage these days. I mean, there's not a lot of it to go around. I mean, just it's just the nature of the beast, right? Everyone's watching street skating. For one, it's it's oftentimes more relatable to my current skills. You know, and two, I just I love the sounds of the sound of wheels rolling in a pool and trucks grinding on the pool coping. It's like peanut butter and chocolate. You know, the perfect combination. You know, don't at me at that. It it is the perfect combination. But the whole team killed it. Brian O'Dwyer, Henry Gartland, Emmanuel Guzman, Eric Dressen, Steve Alba, the Screaming Hand got had a couple cameos. There was even UFO discussions going on, too. See if you guys noticed that. But it was good to see the Screaming Hand. And Andrew Cannon even put it on for, I don't know, what, a minute? <laughs> but I can't imagine, like, how hot it is to wear that. And they were in the desert. So I was like, no gracias. No thank you. So I'll include the link in the show notes if you guys haven't seen it. All I got to say is don't sleep on the Santa Cruz team like ever. They are straight up legit. Well done, guys. Got to pause. I'm going to have some tea today. I need some caffeine. So appreciate you uh, waiting patiently. So next I want to talk about Dane Berman's Hope to Die part. Mainly, of course, his ender. Is what I want to talk about. If you guys haven't seen it, the video, it was great. There's a, I think, how do I say it? Especially with Cole coming back. And it's not that Zero wasn't like on its demise, but they are on the up and up. Especially with Dylan, too. Like they got Dylan, Dylan, Jabe, that, and then this latest part from Dane. I mean, they're, they, they are still on the map, I guess is what I'm th saying. But his ender. And like I mentioned, his over, overall, his part was awesome. I mean, you could tell by the title, of course, and the song selection, it was very, very dark. You know, it was kind of like, whoa, sh sh should, should I cry? I, I don't know. And But I've watched it like three times so far. And I'll probably revisit it again, too. He actually, earlier on his Instagram, he, was post he posted a clip of him before they moved the fence. So dude was landing the trick and running into the fence before. <laughs> Oh, that's, seriously, hoping to die. Hope to die is very accurate. But I want to focus on his ender today, okay? And it's not the fact that, you know, he needs to seriously consider hiring a legit spotter when he tries tricks like that. There was no spotter to be found. If, if a car has to honk because they're almost going to run you over, that's a problem, okay? But I want to focus more specifically on his use of his secret weapon, I'm using quotes now, a.k.a. Berman's advantage, advantage. I'm talking about copers. Now, if, you, if you're tuning in, you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Copers were invented in the late 70s. I think it was like 78 to be exact. They had their peak usage in the 80s and then vanished into thin air, like before or shortly around the 90s. You know, copers are basically plastic protectors for your trucks. You know, they help you grind... Stuff that's not waxed, you know. I mean, back in the 80s, <laughs> the boards had, like, all-around protection, right? 
They had nose guards, tail guards, copers, lappers, rip grips, rails. I'm looking at all my fingers here. I think I got everything. Nothing to protect the grip tape, of course. Nothing to protect it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I covered it. But you had to try really hard to get a chip or a razor tail like in, back in the day. You had to try really hard. And these boards were tanks, too, which is it just you got to look at like old school decks. And if you've ridden one and had one like I did, you know what I'm talking about. So I tried them out. Copers, that is. And I can't remember what, what which board it was on, and but I dabbled with co Copers just for, uh, I don't even want to say, like, it was, it had, it couldn't have been a year. A couple months, maybe. Yeah. I mean, at first I had them on both trucks, then eventually just my rear truck, because I thought they would help, like, with 5.0s and stuff like that. There's just something about them that just does not work for me, so I just tossed them on the neighbor's roof, right? Never to use them again. So... But with that being said, I mean, many purists claim that using copers was kind of like cheating. Although, back in the day, I mean, it wasn't. It helped evolve grinds, you know? It helped make some grinds easier. So, and, and it's grinding, as I mentioned, unwaxed spots. So, back in the day, they would use it for pool coping because, you know, you, you weren't waxing pools in the coping, and then they just kind of bled into the street. So same thing could be said for rails, if you think about it, you know? And I used rails about 30 years ago, so I used rails and copers, but I ditched those probably in the 90s, you know, tossed them on the neighbor's roof as well. So, and I actually thought about putting them back on one of my boards. I have, like, a couple boards in rotation that I use. But because it's been... Yeah, well, about 30 years, I'd, I'd probably just end up getting hurt trying to slide with them now because it'd be so slick. It's like when you get two ice cubes and you kind of rub them together, it's kind of how fast it is. So anyway, back to copers. My main thing is, what are your thoughts on using them? Have you used them before? And my guess would be that a large percentage of you listening right now, one, have no idea what a coper is and never used them. So I just want to throw it out there just because Dane admitted in a recent interview that he used them for his ender. Some people are like, oh, what? No, that's cheating. No. So, and that got me thinking too, like when was the last time we saw them used in a video? Like not, and not just used for joke, like for just mess around, like deliberately and seriously used in a video. It's been a while. I can't even recall. I guess I should have done a little bit more research on that before I jumped on. But yeah, maybe you guys know. I it's seriously. I I'm thinking like early Powell videos, early Santa Cruz videos, like using copers, like where it's like a close up. You see a coper, and you won't see like. It just, yeah, it's, it's been a while. But but as I said, Dane in a recent interview was asked if he had any regrets to having used them for, you know, I'm going to use air quotes again, for assistance. And he quotes, he quoted saying, no regrets. No regrets at all. You know, and because he tried it before, it just wasn't working. I mean, he, even, I, I don't know if he waxed that spot up, but. Those rails, they do look pretty dry, right? If you think about it, but he had to he he had them just lying around the house too. He he doesn't even know why he had them. You know, I, I look in my stash and there's no way I tossed those a long time ago. I only had one. But then again, you know, I started looking at copers and trucks and old school boards over the quarantine, you know, over the, the last 6 8 months. I don't even know how long we've been 
in this pandemic since March, basically. Okay. So yeah, seven months. Okay, duh. But they're going for about $20 on eBay. And there's some actually some tracker ones that are unopened. I'm still talking about Copers. They're going for like $1,000. Dudes are on crack trying to sell them for that much. So I don't know. I might pick up a pair for 20 bucks and see, just kind of reignite that memory. I don't know. I'm shrugging. So let me know if you use Copers. Let me know your thoughts on this because Dane Berman did use it and he has no regrets. I don't have a problem with it, but I know there are probably a percentage of skaters out there like, no, no, man, you got it straight up trucks. But then you could have the same argument now for rails because some people use rails, some don't. If you think about the old school boards way back in the day, they didn't have Copers and they didn't have rails. Like skateboards of origins, like way back in the beginning. So anything that was added on after the fact is to help enhance or increase your odds of landing a trick. So is it cheating? I don't know. I'm going to leave that up to you. Let me know your thoughts. So that's all I got for this week. Today is what Monday. This is coming out tomorrow. I appreciate you. I'll be back next Tuesday. Same time, same place. Be sure to check out nomongo.com in the meantime. See you guys later. <laughs>